Greetings, my name is Mike Grain. Welcome to another edition of the podcast focusing on on-shelf availability, sponsored by the Walton Supply Chain Center at the University of Arkansas. Today, we are excited to have Barbara Chase with us. Barbara is a longtime professional in the on-shelf availability area within the industry. She's currently Vice President of Global Sales for Retech or Symphony AI. We talked to her about leveraging computer vision in store to understand things like out of stocks or incorrect products or pricing discrepancies, et cetera. Let's join our conversation with Barbara. Yes, I am the Vice President of Global Sales for Store Intelligence, uh, originally Retech Labs, but uh, recently acquired by Symphony AI. And I've been in this shelf AI space as a believer uh, for almost five years now. Um, coming from uh, the first stop was Bossa Nova. And so I learned so much from that uh, amazing company as AI and robots got, got started. Uh, and then from there, I've, I've been at a, a couple of other uh, places in that space uh, and really wanted to join Retech because of the diversity of use cases that they that they solve. And so I'm really fortunate to have been here now almost seven months. Oh, makes you an expert. <laughs> you, got it, you got it all figured out, right? So <laughs> that's fascinating. That's awesome. Well, thank you for spending the time with us today. We're really excited and everything. That's the one thing about on-shelf availability. I think whether we continue this podcast for one more week or 20 more years, it's always going to be a topic because every single store, every single day, every single item in a normal big box retailer, you could have 125, 130,000 SKUs. And at any one point in time, you could have some of them out. And so the idea is, can you del deliver signals, whether the signals happen to be video signals or RFID signals or something that alerts people to go, hey, we have an issue here. Let's get them resolved. Because I think, I think people can solve the issues, but they they're not they don't do a real good job of auditing and checking and counting and things like that. So, before we get into the details, though, I have asked this question for the last year, so I'm going to put you on the spot as well, Barbara. At the end of the day, we are retail technology, retail supply chain professionals. That's what we do. But one of the things that we also do is we're customers. So we go into stores and we grab our baskets or we, we, we put product into our, our basket and check out, or we log online and order something online and go pick it up in the store. Sometimes it's available and sometimes it's not. So I always ask my guests before we talk about this solution and the opportunity, put yourself in the point of being a customer have you had a bad experience of something that you expected to see in the store and didn't find? Don't throw the retailer under the bus. Don't want to get into all that, but just give us the example because it's really did it has it happened to you? And number two, how did that make you feel? And you know, what, what were some of the customer perceptions of that? Yeah, and it's not just once, it's actually frequently. Uh, I will go to numerous retailers. It's not one. I, I think everybody struggles with that that problem. I've, you know, I've had situations where I'm about ready to host a party and I am getting everything uh, aligned and something obvious like paper plates. <laughs> I have forgotten. <laughs> I got all the food, looks great, uh, but I don't have paper plates. 
kids. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, you start with one store and think uh, that that's something easy to grab and put in, but then they're not there. Uh, and so then it becomes even more stressful um, because you're, you're driving to the next and sometimes the next. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's not only frustrating, but it, but it is stressful. And, and I will say I'm an ardent um, supporter of, of brick and mortar. So I do everything in my power to resist um, the, the 800 pound gorilla of amazon.com yeah. and instead support uh, brick and mortar and, and that's here. And it's uh, some, sometimes on some items uh, that, that makes it difficult. So I, I, I want to be the cavalry um, to the existing brick and mortar because I am um, so in awe of those operations. And it's so important to me to be able to have something uh, that I can just walk down the street uh, and get to. So I want to do everything that I can uh, to help them stay, not only survive, but to thrive. Yeah. And even in a practical environment, if you've got guests showing up in three hours and you need paper plates, Amazon's not an option. Nope. <laughs> get it to you not. in a couple of days. That party will be over by then. So that's exactly right. Yeah, I don't know if those little drone things are ever. You know, we keep hearing there could be a drone. Yeah, and, but hey, move to Northwest Arkansas. There are people that are literally getting rotisserie chickens delivered for dinner via drones from Walmart. They're pretty fascinating. I have to show you that. Show you that the next time you're in town. That's pretty fascinating. Like, Honey, I don't know what we're having for dinner tonight. Oh, it's okay. The rotisserie chicken is flying in the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have yet I have yet to see that. So I will have to go to Bentonville and check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I don't know you've had I have no idea how to segue into retail technology after that one, but uh thank you for that little laugh. It is Friday. Let's have a little bit of fun here. So so I've got a store. This store's got 120,000 items on it, okay? You've been involved in this space for a long time. How do I figure out what's there and what's not there and what changes? And you believe you have a, you, you coined a phrase, which I never heard before, called store intelligence solutions. That sounds impressive. I'm also not actually exactly sure what that means. So why don't you elaborate on that one a little bit for us? Um, it can be taken in a couple of different contexts, like smart store uh, we've used in our uh, languaging. Uh, retailers have also said the intelligence store. We're working, you know, for the intelligence store. So it, it's kind of a, a, an amalgamation of those, uh, of that terminology of store intelligence, because um, it's never previously been available before. I mean, yes, there's intelligence and data from a point of sale and supply, as as we all know, um, but it, it is like an old newspaper, a, a day late and a dollar short. Even if you can get something in, you know, six, eight, ten hours, um, it's still not at that time. And there are certain instances, demographics, um, uh, categories where you really do need to understand from a, a customer satisfaction uh, and not not letting you know that person down, letting them not be stressed out for their party and making sure those paper plates are there, um, that you need to have the, the eyes of the customer. And so store intelligence really encompasses that now for the first time, uh, with artificial intelligence and computer vision and optical character recognition, we can be the Calvary. Sometimes I say, you know, turn your staff into superheroes because it is, 
it is amazing what's expected, you know, of an in-store staff and increasing demands, you know, from customers themselves. But it's, it, this is, I guess, a long answer. What it is, is exactly that. Uh, having the eyes of the customer and the lens of the merchant. Uh, and so that that by being able to see that and have that data, then the retailers or CPGs can gain uh, more, uh, more information in regard to how their customers are shopping. Uh, and therefore, does it, does it make sense to add more facings? Does it add sense, you know, make sense to add more end caps or displays? Or, you know, there's, there's millions of dollars spent uh, on, uh, on, on, on best guesses, uh, you know, I mean that optimistically and hopefully. Um, however, uh, from a board perspective or a, a CEO perspective, having intelligence to validate that, you know, that display or that pricing or that positioning uh, is resulting in the in in this these kind of results, you know, and always to to increase sales and customer satisfaction is the goal. So, give me a practical example. I am a associate that works in health and beauty and and department in a store in a Walgreens or a CVS or or or, or a Walmart or Target or whatever. I got cosmetics, I've got toothpaste, I got toothbrushes, I got deodorants, I got scope mouthwash, I got all these products here. How do I know what's there and what's not there? How does the store intelligent application help me to tell me? Because if I go and scan every one of them, I guess I could probably figure that out. I don't have time for that. I got 40,000 things other to do. Plus, my job is really to interface with the customer. So how do you how do you automate that and deliver that to me in a way that's that's easy to ingest and be able to potentially fix? Yeah, and actually I do think a visual would would help here because okay. the great thing is uh, with uh, with our solution, uh, you do have that choice. Uh, so let me see if I can uh, bring that bring that up here. Um, and let me know if you can, can you see my screen? Not yet. Yeah, one more. Click. There we go. Now it's gone. Okay. Um, so that's a great, that is a great question. Uh, and with a lot of solutions out there, there's usually a singular answer that it's from the robot or from uh, a camera. Okay. The great thing about our store intelligence solution is it's hardware agnostic. So that means that the image capture options is uh, the retailer's choice and then is also available for CPGs. Uh, for instance, a CPG is not going to invest in any store hardware, but they typically have phones or tablets for their uh, for their reps or for their brokers. And so those can be used because when you think about category management, you know, it's hitting multiple peoples. It, it, it's not just the the staffer that you're talking about that ha has those responsibilities in store, but it's the category management all the way up to the headquarters and to the CPGs and then talking and negotiating about that. And so what's great about where this starts, which is the image capture, is having that choice and having that control 
allows you to not have to put your career neck on the line, uh, hoping uh, that this is the right thing for your organization. It even gets farther than that. You may wanna do a hybrid solution where maybe you're going to do a, a certain way of capturing in this banner or in this demographic, or even maybe you wanted to be a hybrid in a store. If you've got a, a hypermarket with, to your point, 100, 110,000 SKUs like a typical Walmart's gonna have, there's high velocity uh, items and categories and then slower. So it might make more sense to have a fixed camera in some places of the store and robots uh, roaming the rest of the store. So, uh, and, and there's so many things that we together don't know that we don't know uh, until we start working with an organization and understanding their operations. Uh, it, it takes a minute to really uh, make those kind of recommendations. And I think that's what makes me, um, uh, feel good uh, working here because we can work in that consultative per perspective because we have a mobile app. We honestly do not care and do not have bias uh, on the hardware itself. So with that said, if you, there's choices in regard to a tablet or mobile, and then there's also choices in regard to that staffer that you were talking about mm -hmm. or a third party broker uh, taking those images for you. And again, depending on ROI and number of stores, you know, those those decisions um, will happen differently by a customer. So you've actually got four decisions, you know, in this one. Am I going to do a tablet? Am I going to do a mobile, you know, existing Zebra device? or whatever is there? Am I going to have my people or different people do it? Then here with this choice, you can do a shelf camera, a shelf camera, which is here. Mm -hmm. They're about this size and they're battery operated. Or you can do a ceiling camera, which you can barely see up here. This is one of our convenience store customers, a, a, a picture in here. Um, and so, and this is uh, DC. So this is electrical. So uh, you have to have low enough ceilings, you know, something lower than 12 foot. So there are some things there. And then from a robot perspective, Brain Corporation is our partner, uh, proud partner. And so you can uh, either use a multi-use robot. So a robot that not only cleans the floors, but then can do the scanning. And that's what this arm is here. Mm -hmm. Or if you want a smaller format, then uh, they have just released their scanning only robot. So there's lots of, of choices and decisions with hardware. And because it's it's a larger in investment, um, I believe strongly it's important to have those choices. Gotcha. Terrific. Um, so let me make sure that I'm, I'm clear. So regardless of what the data capture is, I'm looking down at the shelf uh, at the bottom of this page. I see a shelf label, like up on that top shelf on towards the right hand side, a shelf label with no product above it. So I'm assuming you're telling me that particular label, whatever that product happens, whatever that UPC is, there is an out of stock for that particular associate to fix. Is that example of one of the things you can do? 
Yeah, yes, it is. And that's a nice segue. A nice segue into what else can you tell me? Okay, cool. Voila. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so people may have heard the term uh, realograms and planograms. So realograms is a picture of what's really there. Right. Uh, And then uh, I always say now put your your, – computer vision goggles on uh, and this is the way computer vision operates so in this uh in this picture green is good that means that you know yay we accomplished the right product in the right position at the right price so that gets the green color um the purple color up here is uh oh we don't identify that. We don't see that. So we're going to need, uh, we don't recognize it. So we just need to do another scan uh, and make sure that that then we can recognize, know what it is to to, uh, to create action. So this let, yellow let me, is exactly. So let, me, let me stop you there. So the purple one could mean I read it too fast and didn't get a good quality image of it. So I can't really look what it is, right? Or I would imagine it also says, I don't have that image or that particular picture in my image library, correct? It's the latter. It's the latter. Okay. Okay. So there, and that's what we need is a match. So So somebody from a software company is blaming the software, not the hardware. This is awesome. This is fantastic. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) We're good guys. We're good guys. So, and and let's, I'm going to stop you, slow you down here a little bit, because I know working on computer image recognition, suppliers, I believe, get paid for marketing and constantly changing products. It could be the exact same selling unit, but it's a bonus pack or 50% more. You know, Wheaties does that great thing, which is I get a different athlete on the box every single week. So how in the world do you keep that image library up to date based upon how fast the suppliers are changing their artwork? Yeah, um, so that is a, an integration and a collaboration with the retailers and CPGs because, okay. yeah, new item cut-ins, um, uh, we've got a, um, a, a, a CPG who does cards like Pokemon cards or baseball mm-hmm. cards. They're coming out with new products every week uh, and planograms every week. And so wow. it's nothing short of a miracle uh, for them to to hope <laughs> Uh, that 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 everything gets on the the thousands in the thousands of stores that they have, and so uh, it, it, hard to sleep at night. Okay. So now that we're showing those visuals of you know, uh oh, <laughs> we got a missing price tag here, and uh oh, you know, we don't recognize, and uh oh, this is in the wrong place. It's it's a uh, 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 it's so exciting to work with them because to just see their faces, they're so excited uh, to finally, for the first time, uh, be able to see this data. And then therefore, from that, um, have uh, more poignant uh, conversations with their individual retailers and where those fixes need to occur. Mm. Awesome. Well, I slowed you down. Okay. That was the purple box. You were about to explain the yellow box because I slowed you down because I wanted to to double click on the purple box first. All good. Yeah. And so the yellow, we actually, uh, it is, out. well, it could be out of stock. We say not on shelf. And the reason we say not on shelf is because of this little guy down here. 
Mm. So the blue uh, is a wanderer. <laughs> so it's it's supposed to be in this planogram, but oh, not there. So maybe it actually should be here. Uh, maybe this is a, a PowerPoint, so I can't click on it. But in the app, I could click on it, and it would tell me what the expected position is. So then these out-of-stocks then aren't really an out-of-stock if it's just misplaced. And that's the criticality and the importance of being able to recognize a product that not only is a Cheerios box not a Kix box, but that a Cheerios box is not a Honey Nut Cheerios box. Yep. Because yep. Uh, if you can imagine again, the, the just, I, I, again, I will say it a million times, I'm in awe of grocery operations. And I feel like, you know, where they might have 100 employees in a store, they really need 500 employees in a store, but then the, but then it wouldn't be profitable, you know, yep. so it's it or the prices would be too high, and no one would shop there. And so it's this constant dance of, you know, how do we do everything that we need to do, um, order product, stock product, you know, make sure that damage expired is gone. And, uh, and, and that's why it gets overwhelming too. you know, um, every retailer I've ever spoken to in the last eight years, I've been dealing with retail, is they're still doing that daily walk, and they'll call it they're going to shoot holes, or they're going to do gap scans, you'll hear different terminology for it. But the reason that they have to do that is for that very reason, uh, they can have all the data they want from what has sold and inventory, but it doesn't take into account shrink, which is that uh, expired, damaged, or stolen or misplaced mm -hmm. uh, items. And so then when you're trying to reconcile your inventory, that's again why this is so critical because you could have uh, that Honey Nut Cheerios box uh, is is not selling from your point of sale data. There's why isn't why did Honey Nut Cheerios stop stop selling all of a sudden? But because there's computer generated ordering, which is great from a from an automation perspective, but it thinks that there's five boxes somewhere. So it's not going to auto generate an order <laughs> because the data says that there's five but the customer sees zero <laughs> and therefore the point of sale uh, data equals zero. <laughs> so everybody loses from a dissatisfied customer to, you know, you know, lower sales, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why, you know, this is, uh, this is just so on fire right now because everybody wants to be able to get access to this, to know then what to do, reconcile their inventory so that their orders can be more accurate and they can achieve those goals of truck to shelf so that they have limited, you know, items sitting in the back. So that is the, that's the yellow. And then the red is uh, what we call an invader. I feel like I'm playing a video game, but it just means that, uh-oh, uh, this doesn't belong in this planogram. So it needs to go uh, into a different planogram. And again, if I, if I could click on here, it would, uh, it would tell me that. Uh, and so that's what all the different colors mean. And again, it's not only recognizing the product, Honey Nut Cheerios versus Cheerios, but then it's also uh, comparing the price. So is this the right price? And I think that's what's really exciting is the more use cases 
that a retailer or CPG can have to defend the business justification of technology, um, the, the, then you'll have success and reasons to buy it. Yep. It's awesome. So double click into the, um, the, Hey, the inventory system says I have 10, but I don't have any. Um, we don't sell any cause we don't have any and we don't reorder any because I think we have 10. We're good. Right. So that term is called phantom inventory or otherwise known as ghost inventory. And the reality is that's really one of the big reasons why radio frequency identification in apparel and general merchandise for the most part are so big right now, because it, unlike this, where I may have a holding capacity of 20 or 30, in apparel, I have a, a holding capacity of two. So if I'm off by 50%, I don't have any. It's bad. It's a bad deal. Or I, if I if I decide to buy one of these that are yellow, but you don't have it, I may switch to a different form flavor. But if I have an HP printer with a specific printer cartridge that I need, I don't care how many printer cartridges you that you've got, you need the one for you or you're getting on Amazon and ordering it. So I think grocery is a different animal, but it's the same reasons. You have an out of stock, you have what we call a plug or an incorrect product. That's your red ones. I, ha I have a, a situation where I have ghost inventory. The other one is comparing it to the planogram. I'm missing a label. There's not only the product is missing, but the label is missing. And as you eloquently laid out, pricing is also a big deal. Does the point of sale at the register versus what's on the shelf label match? And God forbid that it, the higher shelf price is at the point of sale. So I thought the shelf said $2. I get to the register, it says $280. Now I'm really disappointed because I feel like you're being dishonest with me, retailer. So this is this is really, really cool. So what, what exactly... The, the, so, so if I'm a store associate, what do I do with all that? That's just a lot of t things to tell me what it's wrong. H how do I fix these issues? Well, and that's a, a great point, right? Because you can have, you know, death by data. <laughs> but yep. if we can't, if we can't action against it, then then what's the point, right? Yep. Yep. Um. So again, choices, choices, choices. Uh. So. We use the AI to create a uh, prioritized work list. So ah. see how this says item list right here? Yep. And that is set on the KPIs of an individual store if you want to. Not only a region or a banner or uh, to the chain in its entirety, but we can go that granularly. Mm -hmm. And so, it, um, you know, there's lots of things going on in a grocery store and they might only have, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes in a day. And what's great is we're going to do the thinking and the worrying for that staff. So then when they look at their device, they can see in order, what's the priority? Is it based on own brands? Is it based on velocity? Is it based on profit margins? Uh, is it based on what's available um, in the back room? So all that thinking and wondering, that's what's awesome about AI, artificial intelligence, is it takes that mass amount of data and in seconds makes sense of it. Uh, and so, you know, exactly. I want to be customer facing. I need to make sure that there's not a long queue in the lines. I need to make sure that 
Um, I can see, so, you know, someone's parent looking desperately for an item uh, that that I can come help them and offer that that service, which which uh, we humans love, and, and that's a differentiator. I I go to my neighborhood retailer so I can hug Cole um, every day because I just I just love him, and he <laughs> is uh, such a special bagger, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's something I can't get with the e-commerce. Right. So um, it, it's making right. those. Yep. It's making those, you know, differences so that those retailers can can actually shine. So then, therefore, it, it can be the the employee that you know has those ten or or fifteen minute you know availability. Or again, if there's a you know a relationship with a a, a broker or a third party auditor, yep. then that's something too that they can work against to to be that that Calvary and, and help as well. Got it. So we have a question from the audience on your, I think it's your second to last shelf. I love it. You called invaders, the red. The invaders. Red invaders. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you've all, you've also got one that's kind of a purplish color. And their question is, is that a designation with the color or is it just the fact that it's pushed back a little bit? What exactly is that? Uh, yeah, no, that's, well, th that's a couple of things. Actually, thank you, whoever asked that question, because I actually rarely to never point this out. Um, so it, this here is purple, just like these are. So what yep. that means is that it needs to be scanned again so that there's recognition. It probably is a new item. And so we just need to, you know, take that, it takes about six seconds uh, to scan an item and then make sure that we know what it is and where it fits. But what's special about this picture um, right here is the depth of field. Yes. Uh, and, and so I, I know that, but you know what? I never actually talk about that. Uh, and I should, because that's, uh, that's really important. Uh, we do have good depth of field. We don't have x-ray vision. We get that question a lot. Like, you know, <laughs> can you count, you know, the number of things or the, and it's like, no, we can't. Um, and if everything is, you know, front faced, you know, you don't know if it's one or 12, you know, behind it, but we do have that depth. So that, that kind of shows that off that capability off there. It kind of looks like the, it kind of looks like the invader product to the left of it though, doesn't it? Or is it not? Is it a completely different product? I, I can't tell from the picture okay. it does look similar. Yeah. Absolutely. So maybe, but it could be gluten-free. Mm. Th that's the crazy thing. Like there's this little sugar-free, gluten-free, you know, whatever that at a glance, or even in these pictures, certainly if, even if you're working there and it's only two feet away, you really have to be like, Wait, what's the difference? It has lemon, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's hard to tell, but with computer vision, there's no, there's no bias. It just says, Hey, this is yeah. not identical. And so, you know, let's figure out, um, yeah. you know, what, what that difference is. And, and by the way, I know the audience knows this, but <clears throat> computer vision is great, but it has to have some kind of source of truth to compare it to. It either has to have a very accurate product image library or things like that. And when you go into stores, some shores, especially on a weekend, half of the bottles are knocked over. The other ones are on their side. Everything's pushed to the back. It's really, really tough to be able to run this. So there is some operational discipline to make sure you're facing the product. It's it's correctly positioned. It's not knocked over. It's not turned on its side. 
Because if you think it's hard to read the front of the box, start turning it 360 degrees, it becomes much more of a challenge, right? So there well, is some operational things that go with that. That's right. And to add to that, um, we uh, have one of our very large uh, CPGs that is is not uh, a serial provider. And uh, and they in fact said that if you yep. give us a demo on serial boxes, um, just don't bother coming because that is the <laughs> easiest. That is the easiest from an AI to detect. That's really nice, you know, rectangle. And when you get into, to your point, Twisted Product or specifically with, um, with uh, chips or with candy or confectionery where there's glare on the packaging or it's all squished, um, they, uh, they, uh, they were quite pleased uh, to see that that's something that we could demo real time in front of them. Uh, and that's the, exci that's the exciting thing about AI is it continues to improve mm -hmm. um, every day, every week. So the, you know, the continued challenges are really fun to, to um, uh, hit up against and succeed. Well, by definition, the algorithms get smarter and smarter and smarter, but there is a requirement of a quality image on the shelf, i.e. the realogram and quality image, which is the product, you know, product library, if you will, because if you don't have that, it's really tough to run an AI platform on it. That um, is true. That said, we also have the ability to um, do a reverse planogram. Ah. So we, that, that is, uh, that is new. Uh, and so CPGs and some retailers, because some retailers have recommendograms or they might not have planograms at all uh, uh, for whatever reason. And so what's great with, uh, with our solution is we're able to reverse create uh, and then export out. So then at least you've got, hey, if you want to start with what the planogram is right here, you know, from a historical reference, and then you can, uh, and then you could see, you could even, you know, see a, an aisle, and, and this is the button actually right here, uh, and you literally just click on it, and in seconds, uh, that reverse planogram appears. Wow. So it allows you then, you know, for, for this, it allows you to be able to walk, uh, you know, any category in any store where we are to be able to then see it for yourself and mm -hmm. then help make, make recommendations. It also saves in travel uh, costs because there's a lot of money spent on district managers and you know up the chain flying in, driving in, you know, trying to look at what's going on. Well, now you can be that armchair store manager and having this virtual visit uh, you can really understand. And then you can make a phone call to that store manager and say, hey, you know, that's section two. And um, in the candy category, uh, you know, Houston, we, we've got a problem. Or if there is, you know, questions, just, you know, what, what's going on right now? Oh, there was a, you know, the Nuggets were winning the finals. And so there was a lot of excitement about frozen pizza or candy or whatever, because we're going to win. Chicken Nuggets. No, Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> chicken nuggets for the denver nuggets i'm i'm reaching here i don't know <laughs> exactly so, yeah. so so question for you so barbara some retailers not all of them some retailers actually when they stock they'll open up a box they'll put as much as they can on the shelf what doesn't fit it actually goes on a top riser 
-hmm. I know Walmart calls that top stock. Yep. Uh, is one of the future applications able to look at what's on the top stock and let an associate know that, hey, it wouldn't fit before, but it could fit now? Is that one of the use cases you're exploring? Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, because okay. it's not only Walmart, but it's several that yeah. have top stock using that vertical space. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Barbara Chase. Please join us next time as we continue part two of this conversation regarding on-shelf availability and using computer vision in retail.